Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, everyone. It's Caroline from G-Thanks Just Bought It, reminding you that in between episodes, you can find me on Instagram at G-Thanks Just Bought It Pod. You can find products that don't make it onto the episodes and recommendations from listeners like you. So before you start this episode, give it a follow and say hi in the comments. And for a full list of every product we featured on G-Thanks, visit gthanksjustboughtit.com slash episodes. See you there. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Thanks Just Bought It, a podcast where we talk about what we just bought and what you might need to buy next. I'm your host, Caroline Moss, and I am joined by my guest co-host, Sally Tamarkin. You are getting so much better at that. Every week, an improvement. Thank you. I, it felt really natural that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I'm like, now I feel threatened, you know, by that delivery. I'm coming for your job. <laughs> um, Sally joins us today from the West Coast uh, over the last week. She and her partner, um, Andrea, have made their way across these United States. Um, just a quick check in, Sally. Last time we talked, you were excited about your collapsible, a collapsible tea kettle or basically just boiling water maker. Um, how's, how did that go? How did it serve you? Uh, it's been going great. Uh, okay. I highly recommend the kettle. And I, I'm going to take a video. The problem is that every time I've gotten up to make us coffee with it, it's been like completely dark. One thing about the Midwest and the West is that it's dark in the morning. Um, and yeah. I don't, I can't <laughs> figure out why. Um, it must be a matter of time zones, but there's no way to know. Um, but yeah, the collapsible kettle has been a lifesaver. Um, wow. Yeah. So it's been great. I mean, one thing about traveling is that you just don't, you know, sometimes there's a coffee shop nearby, but it like doesn't open until after you want to be on the road or yeah. we, we've stayed in some hotels that provide like a, a Keurig or similar, mm -hmm. uh, pod thing, but like, but they'd like forget to stock it with coffee, you know, like, it's just like <laughs> these, like, you know, these, like these, these obstacles you encounter on the road and yeah. if you have a collapsible kettle, those obstacles mean nothing to you. So it's been amazing. And you did say last week that you, Literally, don't talk to me before I've had my Java. You said, yeah, that don't in talk those to me. words. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> I said it in like a a flouncy script that you. Yeah, would see you on, actually on sent me a piece of wood and you had painted it on it. I had. And I, was I like, had. It's a weird way to communicate that, but I appreciate communication nonetheless. So this was this kind of allowed you to let's say just call the shots of your own schedule. Yeah, totally call the shots and like. Um, it's also it's nice to like save some money, like you know, not mm -hmm. be like dropping dropping money on like coffee all the time. It's just like a thing, you know. We brought we brought the coffee. We brought like a lot of um, Lacroix, um, mm. you know. So it's like it's cool to not be. There's something about um, okay, C Caroline. Can we talk just for a second mm. about water? Are you familiar <laughs> with? I've heard. Soft, I, are you familiar with water? I've heard of it. Okay, I've heard of um, it. 
Are you familiar with soft water? Like in terms of water pressure? No, in terms of like, you know how like there's hard water, which is like- Right, with like minerals. Minerals. Have you been in a place with very soft water before? Yes, um, but I don't know that I would remember. Like, yes, of course, yeah. because I, but I actually thought it had to do with pressure. Uh, okay, explain water well, to me. Well, I'm now Because water- this is, as someone who doesn't drink water, and I'm not a hydro head, yeah. um, I don't really, I don't know a lot of things. So okay. I do know H2O, but that's sort of where the buck stops. Sure. Okay. Well, listen, I've... I'm basically a water expert because I did a little Googling and read one thing on the internet about it. (laughs) Basically, where I am from and where I've lived my whole life on the East Coast, the water is very hard. Um, But in other parts of the country, as I discovered in Omaha, Nebraska, the water is very, very soft. And the way it – when you wash your hands, um, your hands feel slippery after – And for a second, when we were at the hotel in Omaha, I was like, man, this soap in this hotel doesn't come off your hands. Why are my hands so slippery? And then I realized it's not the soap, it's the water, like the water. And it's like, it's, it's really good for, um, it's apparently really good for a lot of things. And I feel like hard water people are actually the ones missing out because soft water like lathers really easily. And, um, it doesn't, I think it doesn't cause as much like wear on your on your clothes when you launder them. All this is to say, since we've been in Omaha, Mm -hmm. continuing through like South Dakota and Montana and here in Washington, the water is really, well, it was really soft in Nebraska. And then it still has stayed, stayed pretty soft throughout. And so I'm not used to it. And while I'm not here to take a side, I'm not here to declare myself a soft or hard water head. I'm just here to say, I'm not used to soft water. And it's like, I haven't wanted to drink it. So all that is to say, I'm really glad that I didn't bring a water bottle to just like refill it from the faucet because while while soft water is great and I'm sure it's delicious and there's nothing wrong with it, I'm freaked out by it. You are, so weirdly, you're like blowing my mind right now. And maybe caveat that it's like super early in the morning and sure. maybe my my brain hasn't like fully booted on from last night mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but like i'm thinking about what it feels like to wash my hair at my parents house which is on the east coast which is in new york and what it feels like mm-hmm. to wash my hair at my house and it is different it's different so maybe it's like softer in la cuz like you know it's that, probably softer in la yeah that feeling of like squeaky clean where like yeah. Where like as soon as you wash your hands, like you, f- there's almost like an astringent quality. Like that's very like hard water, and that's what I'm used to. And I, I feel like you could make the argument that like soft water is more pleasant because it feels better on your skin. But I'm just not used to it, so like my hands feel slippery. And I don't know, I don't know, but maybe I don't know. I, who, who can say? I wish you could see my face. Right, I'm holding my forehead. I'm like it's it's almost like the whole entire world has changed around me. But now I feel like I too need to read one article and get my PhD in water. Read one article. Um, I read a great, it was like the South Dakota, like water authority or the Nebraska water authority or something like that. Um, I learned a a huge amount, as you can tell from the way I'm speaking scientifically. This is a very hashtag they in STEM moment for you and for me. And I know that we have hashtag women in STEM 
listening, and maybe even hashtag men in STEM, but that's not a hashtag. Listening, if you have, if you're like a water, a soft or a hard waterhead, I would love someone to start this thread in the Facebook group. Talk um, about it, and let's talk about it. Let's come clean and literally, literally, and also um, like I want to know yeah. too, like. Does your hair look better when you? I haven't really noticed. My hair is like really short, and I yeah. have a hat on a lot, so I, I can't tell if there's like a difference. But like, I'm sure that some people prefer hard versus soft for like their hairdos. You know, it's been a while since we moved, but now that like we're talking about this, I do remember sort of the first couple weeks in LA, my my shower routine feeling and looking different. Interesting, interesting. and that okay. probably is, um because of that and also it's like it's like a lack of humidity makes your hair look better regardless because you're not frizzy but then also a lack of humidity makes your skin drier right it was kind of a just an adjustment of like my entire the ph of my entire being right there's a lot going on going from the east coast to the west coast so maybe you can't even isolate the water right the soft versus hard because there's a lot going on yeah that totally makes sense to me but I'm glad that collapsible kettle is working for you. I'm glad that you have saved some money because now you could probably buy another house because you've saved so much money on coffee. We're putting it all into just buying more LaCroix. Yeah. <laughs> it's a um, good investment. <laughs> the other thing I will say, another really good purchase, and this is definitely more of an investment. The kettle was like $25 or something like that. A sure. Yeti cooler. Um, right. Pretty, pretty spendy. But it's it's pretty amazing. It's like very very like thoughtfully made, easy to use, keeps things mm-hmm. cold for like a thousand years. Um, I'm really 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 glad we got that. No defense is needed for the Yeti brand. This is a podcast audience full of Yeti heads. Oh no way! Um, okay, great. Oh yeah. Well, have you had Yeti cups? Um, no. Is that like the the travel cups? They're kind of travelly, but like I learned from my friend Serena, she just uses hers as like her morning coffee mug. And I started doing that too because it's like, why only keep your favorite travel cup for traveling? Just use it Uh, at home. Like a Yeti tumbler, like a mug. When you are here at our house visiting, I will serve you a cup of Java in a Yeti mug. Please do. And we'll hear your review. But yeah. I would love that. A a Yeti cooler, it is really spendy, but it makes it like a really great gift. Like a lot of people um, register for those on their, for their weddings. And that's like a fun that. gift. Yeah. It definitely seems like one of those things that you spend a lot of money on, but then maybe also you have it for the rest of your life and you give it to your grandchildren or something. I don't know. It just seems like pretty <laughs> high quality. Yeah. And no, it definitely is like one cooler to rule them all. Like totally. you're not you're not replacing it. I do like the idea of heirloom coolers. And sure. I feel like now I will probably just continue the podcast until I fully age out and can like interview listeners like the ancestry of our listeners to be like which do you think item was passed down to you after 84 years i think it would be your yeti cooler yeah to whom will you bequeath your yeti cooler um i really love that as an episode title except It'll be an alternate episode title because the rest of the episode is Mm. nothing about Yeti coolers. It's nothing about travel. And it might sound a little bananas to be talking about it because I feel like I've already launched so hard into holidays because 
this is a shopping podcast. A lot of people here do shop early and also Black Friday started, you know, in August. So I feel like I've had to really jump on top of that. But along the on on the long and winding road to those five weeks between Thanksgiving and New Year's Day, we forget Halloween. We forget Halloween a lot. And I wanted to we wanted to speak to the Halloween heads. Um and Sally, as we were talking about, potentially talking about this as a topic, the thing that really pulled me <laughs> in the direction of, yes, we have to talk about Halloween just because it's fun to talk about nostalgia, costumes, best candy, best best practices, really. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sally said to me that when they were in seventh grade, mm-hmm. they wrote an essay, an argument entitled, what, Sally? Um, I don't remember the title, but it was essentially like against trick-or-treating a manifesto. <laughs> and you were 11, sure. ostensibly prime or 12, ostensibly prime age for sort of a more independent approach to trick-or-treating. It tell was my first more, tweet. Tell, <laughs> exactly. You were really, I said to her, I'm like, you were pitching Slate for contrarian opinions long before Slate even existed. It, it, exactly. Um, tell Tell us more about you know, as we as we kind of sort of explain or talk about our relationship to Halloween, I feel like that's a big part of yours. And I would like to know, against trick or treating, what your point was, how it was sure. received. Please okay. tell us. Great. Okay. Le- I I want to say that you are talking to someone who has in their car for this road trip a um a raven, a plastic raven with eyes that light up red, and a hanging like a six inch tall like skeleton hanging Mm. from the car so i'm very pro like a halloween aesthetic i have like you know i have a tattoo of a ghost i have a tattoo yeah of a skeleton like you know leaving me more confused (laughs) right i know i love a halloween aesthetic okay here's the thing caroline okay so the Mm -hmm. essay Mm -hmm. every week in seventh grade we had this teacher um who had us write these like response papers i think actually she was the one who she is like the original founder of slate because she would have us write these like essays (laughs) they they were like one page essays and they could be about anything we wanted but they had to like take a position basically and i wrote this thing about how like trick-or-treating was really boring it was really cold. I grew up in the East Coast and like, I feel like, first of all, I feel like nowadays it's not as cold. Second of all, I don't think yeah. it was even that cold then. Like it wasn't like 30 degrees. It was probably like in the 50s or something like that. Yeah, but, but we like, had small bodies. True, true. And sometimes you, know? you were in a costume and it's like, you're not wearing a jacket over your costume, you know? Right. Unless you're me because my mom made me. But yes, and that plus global warming. October, you know what? October used to actually be chilly. October used, used to, to be- mean something. October used to mean something. That's right. There used to be a nip in the air in October. I get what you're saying. Yeah. So like the essay was just basically like, it's so cold. Um, <laughs> it's like, it's so boring. And you're just going around. Like, I'm not, I I, I am not and have never really been a candy head. First of all, you don't have mm. much of a sweet tooth. Second of all, my parents weren't, I, I feel like if you grow up in a household where you're never allowed to have candy and sweet stuff, you covet it intensely. And oh, yeah. I didn't grow up in a house that was like that. I didn't – we weren't allowed to have like unlimited sweet things. But like I I just didn't – we had them enough that they – it didn't – I feel like I feel like Halloween is like the time kids are supposed to be like, finally, we get to have candy. But like I didn't really care that much about candy and I could also have candy other times. So I was just sort of like whatever. And like 
the dressing up thing, like Caroline, I'm the fourth child of four. Mm. And like the amount of effort that like as a little kid, like there are these pictures of my older brothers on Halloween and they're in like actual costumes, you know, with their little (laughs) plastic pumpkin buckets. There's a picture Mm -hmm. of me on Halloween and I'm wearing like all black and I have like (laughs) those glow sticks like taped to my forearms and like (laughs) just like random like face paint. And I'm just like, I don't even know what I was, but I think basically by the time it was like time for me to go trick-or-treating. My parents were like, I don't know, like look in the closet, see what you can find. Like Absolutely. it just wasn't – You know what I'm saying? Like they were like, you've yes. done a lot of parenting. Like how about if you just like figure it out? So totally, like, it was just never – I went I went to a Halloween parade at my school in second grade with my, my – my, we had like a Nixon mask for some reason. Sure. I mean, and every family does, you know? <laughs> what family doesn't have that? <laughs> I, I come from a family of theater people and so I'm sure it had yeah. to do with that. Yeah. I went – I was in a Halloween parade at age like eight wearing a a Nixon mask and doing the like, I'm not a crook, like (laughs) this thing with like the two fingers. No wonder you were writing this essay three years (laughs) later. (laughs) The whole thing was just like, it was just like a very chaotic, weird, you know, moment that I never related to. So then it it came time for me to write a position paper and I chose to write. And the thing is like, I want to be very clear that this wasn't against Halloween. This was no, like was against, against trick-or-treating. Yeah, exactly. It's so that's so sort of interesting. My it's just so interesting that you like kind of knew like how to really give it to them. You know what I mean? Like imagine being, I don't think I had a strong sense of self at that age to be able, and, and you know, like in seventh grade, A, the worst year of your life, arguably. Uh, I like without a question. <laughs> Hands down, worst year. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Like, have never had a worse year than when I was like 12. No. But I would have been so, like, I just did not have that kind of a backbone in seventh grade. And, And no troll and no sort of like context for trolling. And I'm just sort of like so happy that you were like, not only, like, you're just like, I'm gonna do it. And people are gonna be like, whoa. Yeah, they Wait. weren't into it. It didn't go over well. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, but I feel like I, I want to just like be clear that like I don't know if it was about like having a backbone and like a strong personality or if it was about like trying to get attention or so. Like I just feel like um, again, like to this day, my hottest take and like what is a hot take for other than mm. to like garner a reaction. So I'm mm. sure it was like I'm sure it had more to do with that. But um But I will say also like pretty consistent with my personality today, which is like, I don't really want to be uncomfortable. I don't really, I like going for a walk. I don't really like wandering around. Like I don't really care about candy. Like I could just stay home and watch TV, you know? I feel like I get it, but that's not where I was. Also, I did grow up in like a no candy house. So if it okay. wasn't, if I wasn't going to get it from my neighbors, I wasn't going to get it, period. So now that's I, interesting. Did you yeah. grow up in a natural peanut butter house? Cause that's also like kind of a next level thing. <sighs> no, uh, I grew up um, in the other category, which was like low sugar, low sodium, no fat, non fat skim. Oh, interesting. Um, okay. Snack walls, cookies, and sure. no calories, but like here are all these chemicals. Sure, so, sure. <laughs> we didn't go full organic, but you know, oh, the, the 90s were a time of how can we make this 11 calorie Triscuit nine calories? Right, right. The, the 90s were a time of like, it's essential that like you have fewer calories 
more chemicals and also more um, baggage around food and eating. That was like yeah. the whole, that was like the whole thing of the nineties. I totally get that. Absolutely. Like it is just, uh, I look back and I feel like, you know, scarred by a lot of what I saw during that war. And it was rough. I mean, the snack wells say no more. I mean, that was a really rough time. Yeah. You've listened to that episode of, um, uh, maintenance phase about snack calls, right? Definitely. Yeah, I have. Yeah. yeah. That was my gateway episode into maintenance phase because I was like, wow, this is speaking to my soul. It's a great episode. The voice um, is coming from inside the snack well. Oh, 100%. Um, the snack is coming from inside the well. That's, <laughs> that, that's a good, that's that a good tagline. So, Does that, that is so good. Lessons? I want to know, like, tell me, were you into trick-or-treating? Like, what's your relationship to the whole the whole thing? Well, it's like candy and trick-or-treating were synonymous. So if okay. I wanted candy, um, one had to go trick-or-treating. I was allowed to go trick-or-treating. Um, yes, of course. So what was, what was weird was, like, just all of these things that uh, were, like, givens in my mind as a kid. I was home recently at the tail end of our Euro trip. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mom and I drove around and we drove through a neighborhood where the houses were big, but very, we drove through a neighborhood in my town where the houses were big, but very far apart. And I was like, it's really weird that this was sort of like where we all wanted to go trick or treating. And my mom was like, it never made sense to me because you would need to run. You would go to like, you would get to like maybe 11 houses in like one mile like it didn't but like but you sort of but you but you but the kids thought of it like these houses are big so the candy will be big like candy will be big yeah you want to go to the rich people's houses i guess but there were also so many other places in where i grew up where the houses were like like just like just you could hit like dozens in within an hour and it, that was never appealing. You wanted to go to the wealthy neighborhood. And my mom that and is I fascinating. Like, it's weird that we like, I mean, my mom probably knew at the time that that wasn't like efficient, but like she doesn't care. Like if that's what we wanted to do, she would probably be like, okay, fine. But was the candy better? Were you getting like Giradelli, as I was called, like Giradelli chocolate and stuff? <laughs> yeah, we, the butler would open the door <laughs> and, and be like, and I'd be like, please, Grey Poupon. Um, you know, I don't remember. I think probably there were like, enough king size candy bar houses to 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 keep you going through mm-hmm, the um you know through the through that neighborhood mm-hmm. uh i like trick or treating what i didn't really like was wearing a costume say more cuz i feel like i'm going to like everything you're about to say okay well as a child who had like some sensory preferences uh and as an adult who has one but is more in control of you know what i'm wearing um you know, every costume is so itchy. <laughs> every costume is so itchy and like just could give you a rash. You know, sure. I was you're wearing like my we were not doing like a homemade costume situation. We were not doing like a DIY costume from like, you know, go to the Salvation Army or go to Goodwill and like find some things to make a costume. We were like it was like Again, efficiency. Sure. You're going to the costume store, you're picking out your costume, and you're wearing it. So you're wearing some like polyplastic 
situation and it was always itchy. Um, my mom very much was like, you have to wear a layer under the, under the costume. If it's like Mm -hmm. a dress that has like no sleeves, it's October, which used Mm -hmm. to mean something like we said. Right. But I also remember I'm not a very decisive person. So also picking out a costume was difficult for me because you wanted, you wanted to go early enough because you were excited and like you actually like it was a shopping trip where you're like, I can go like make my own choice. You know, like my parent, it wasn't whatever I really wanted to be. I mean, this is how I remember it at least, but whatever I wanted to be, my parents had no opinion. Okay. Like they weren't like, no, don't be that. Like you should be that. It was like, they, my parents like could not care less. They sure, were like, sure. Okay, whatever. But it was hard for me to go pick out my costume on the designated costume day that we were going, which was probably like around now, you know, mid-October, mm-hmm. and feel as excited about it on Halloween. I had probably gotten like nine more ideas of what I wanted to be between sure, totally. the time I got my costume. But the problem with me and costumes was always that I really was drawn towards costumes that had like multiple elements. So I remember (laughs) one year I was Scarlett O'Hara and I don't even think I knew, (laughs) I don't think I knew who that was, but I liked the dress and it came with like a big Southern hat, you know, it came with like gloves and it came with, um, what else did it come? It was like a dress, a hat. Yeah. I think it was like a dress, a hat and gloves. And I was like, well, I have to have it. I have to have the hat and I have to have the gloves or else no mm-hmm. one will understand the costume. My parents were like, whatever. Okay. So, of course, Halloween rolls around. I'm like, I don't want to wear the hat. I don't want to have the gloves. The gloves <laughs> are itching me. So then it would just be like me in a dress <laughs> and like no other sort of uh, identifiable. Sure. You, you're, and especially with like, a costume like that, I feel like it's just a fancy dress. So you could be, but the thing is, it's a versatile. So you can say you're anyone. You could just be like, I'm someone from the 19th century. What do you want me to tell you? Right, exactly. But also, I was like, I don't even know what the 19th century is. Good point. Really good point. It's, <laughs> and it's no one tr- was asking. No one no wanted one to asking. hear from me. You know? Yeah. No. Totally. Um, that is true, though. That like those off the rack children's costumes are like made of the itchiest material possible. It's almost as if they're Ugh. made to like be super itchy. What is it? Is it because like the material is just like inexpensive or something? Yeah. I think they just mass produce. It's like, sure. you know, it's like, oh, I mean, it is a climate nightmare in that, you know, a lot of these are like one and done or they rip and then they're, you know, it's right. over. Totally. But, but also you're asking a lot for a parent to like, DIY a working parent or even a non-working parent you're asking a lot for someone to just DIY their kids costumes and like you said you're the fourth child it's like at some point you know yes we chose or we decided to have these kids but like man parenting them (laughs) didn't sign up for that (laughs) listen I I don't even know if if I had a kid and my only job was to make them a Halloween costume, like that was the only thing I had to do like all year, I still wouldn't be able to do it. Like I can't like I can't make that. Like no. Like and and like yeah, like I don't I just I, I don't think that like that was a thing when I don't know if it was like where I am from or when I was growing up or whatever, but like I don't really think any of my friends 
like parents made their costume. That's just a whole other, that's a whole, if you do that, you're, you probably have a blog about it and you should. And you should. Yeah. I had one homemade costume one year. My friend Ashley's grandmother, Susan, she, Ashley's funny. She, I, I'm still friends with her. She, um, has this funny relationship with their grandparents, which just called them by their first names. That's amazing. I love that. And I love when people call their parents by their first names too. That's like me too. One of my favorite thing. I really like that. My friend Nora's kids call her Nora, and it's so, so funny. But she, her grandmother's name is Susan, so I called her Susan. And um, sure. Susan made us M M&M and M costumes, so we wore all black, like black leggings and black long sleeve shirts, and then she sewed um, these big M M&M and M sort of like pillows on either side of us with just like straps. So we just like put them over our head. Oh my God. That's brilliant. That was, I think I was red and Ashley might've been green. And I think our friend Rachel was yellow. Uh, but I remember loving that. Like that was so special. Um, and no, like <laughs> absolutely not, not saying that like man, mom, you know what would have made you Thanks, a really mom. good parent? Um, Thanks but for basically not raising that, me, mom. <laughs> yeah, that was really cool. Um, I loved like a store-bought costume because that was also just a measure of cool, cool. Uh, mm-hmm. But but I really – I loved that homemade costume. Um, in high school, we would <laughs> – I don't know what your high school was like, but we both grew up in the Northeast, so I feel mm-hmm. like maybe there were some similarities. In high school – we would have shortened classes on Halloween and then there would be a Halloween parade in the gym in high school where we would walk around and there would be prizes. And I thought that's not the way we educate the future of, you know, yeah, we didn't, world. we didn't have that in high school. I'm trying to re- – I kind of don't remember if there was anything around Halloween at my high school, but there definitely wasn't like a Halloween parade or anything like that. Yeah, I the parade issue is like – the parade issue is like – I look back on that and I think, hmm, Okay. And I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure the parents hated it. I'm pretty sure the parents were like very annoyed that they're like 17 year old got to like have a Halloween. Yeah. It's like firmly a thing for small children. I feel yes. like. And Absolutely. I think if you're going to combine the words Halloween and parade, you're going to need to be between fifth like. Fifth grade max. Yeah. Four and like max. 10. Yeah. 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 I, I totally agree. But then the Halloween parade of high school would turn and sort of into like the mean girls esque. Halloween thing where it was like we're slutty construction workers which was the thing <laughs> totally. that my friends were and or you know like weird like racist stuff not like blackface stuff but like you know just like as bad if not worse like yeah. yeah like I mean my high school's mascot was, was the Indians up until Oof, yeah was up was the Indians up until a few years ago when they finally changed it. But like, you can imagine the costumes that came from that and not just on Halloween, but like, yes, yeah, sexy construction workers, like sexy animals. And then there'd be like someone who, who did like someone one year did a real, and I remember this for some reason, um, t- tied a converse, a pink converse to, to, uh, like glued a pink converse to a hat and then dressed in all pink. And she was gum on the bottom of a shoe. And I was like, wow. that, you know, okay, if we're 17 and we're doing this, creativity 
is key. But I did not like, I didn't do like a dressing up in high school. Like, uh, yeah, I no. didn't either. And and I'm actually remembering now that there was a teacher who did, who came in with like the, the <laughs> she had like a net um, around her with like packets of jello on it, like packages. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, I'm a net Funicello. And first of all, <laughs> it was a reference that none of none us of got. You understood. <laughs> yeah. Because it was 1996. <laughs> and also the wordplay didn't really work. And it was just like, th- this is a thing about m- me. Like, like I, whenever I watch something with actors in it, all I can think about is that acting seems really embarrassing. Like I think about <laughs> like, I'll, you know, I'll be watching like house of the dragon and I'll be imagining like the actors saying these ridiculous lines, like about dragons. And I'm like, God, it must be so embarrassing to do that. And I kind of feel <laughs> the same way about like dressing up in costumes. Like it's so embarrassing to have an idea and execute it via a costume. And <laughs> I don't, I don't judge other people for doing it at all, but it makes me I feel embarrassed about it. And yeah. so I think that's sort of also like part of my my like reaction to the Halloween thing is because like especially the 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 gum on the bottom of a shoe thing. And this was it was kind of like were you at BuzzFeed, Caroline, during like a Halloween thing? I mean, they continued. I, I started at BuzzFeed in 2017 and I went until 2021. And they continued Halloween stuff throughout. There would be pumpkin carving contests and costume, and costume con- contests. Yeah. yeah. And like the thing about those costumes is like they were really cool and I think it's cool that that's what people do but I personally feel embarrassed at the idea of being like I had look at this cool costume that I came up with and that I'm wearing it's just, and I feel yeah. the same way about like acting I don't know there's something it, it is broken within me this is not a judgment no, no, of no. other people I want to be clear Absolutely I feel like I lack the confidence I feel like I lack the confidence and the artistry and so mm-hmm. If you don't have artistry, you have to have confidence, right? And if you don't have confidence, you know, and you have artistry, that comes in handy. If you don't have either, you can't do it. And and also anyone who does dress up for Halloween already has the confidence. It's not a matter of I did it, but I don't have the confidence. But I just don't have the confidence, which is why I don't do it. Um, it, Yeah. I do feel like I just outgrew it. And also like my – I I love I think maybe like the advent of like the family Halloween costume sort of like came up with social media, but I don't remember like my parents ever dressing up. Like, are you me. kidding me? Like, my parents would like. I'm sure that they would notice if like the next morning we like hadn't come home from trick or treating, but like, you know, if November first rolls around and like we haven't returned, but like I don't. There was no family Halloween. Right. That was just like was not a thing. But I also do, and I'd love everyone else to like get in touch. Like, was that like, am, are are we just two people who just didn't experience that, or is that like a thing that is a Facebook thing? Yeah, that's that, a good like, question. I definitely think of it as a so- social media era thing. But definitely, maybe, maybe people were doing it. I think my mom like would put on like a like cat ears or something if they, you know, sure. I don't know. But that was also I was the first child, so when I was trick or treating, and and my parents would have to like literally chaperone me doing it I mean, mm-hmm. my parents were like my age now they were like 35 so I can imagine like oh I'm taking my two-year-old around and like I'll put on like cat ears totally 
But I don't think my mom was like, and we're the Incredibles. <laughs> and like, I'm this person. <laughs> no. But I also, I know that a lot of people do do that. And I'm like, like that. that's where I pause. And I'm like, I think I'm jealous. I'm... Uh, I'm jealous. I am wistful for my childhood. Sure. But I'll but I like I'll go like so hard for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Like I'll do all those tradition things. It's just like Halloween doesn't speak to me. Okay, I will say though, like Halloween as an adult speaks to me like more That's than interesting. Ever. Yeah, really? like yes. And like our yard is like and I did I put this all up in September because we were away for the whole month of October, but like we have like these like giant zombie hands in the front yard and like we have a skeleton on the porch that's like holding a sc- another – I like taped a skull to his hand and he looks like he's like holding a skull. He looks like he's looking at the skull he's holding and I have like – Wow. I have a flamingo a flamingo skeleton things in the yard. Yeah. Like We yeah, call so those spooky mingos. Spooky. We have spooky mingos. Yeah. Um, and uh, we have like other skeletons that look like they're like coming out of the yard. So I like I really like that the the like spooky aesthetic a lot. Yeah. I think it's really fun, and I I'm really interested in like the um just like the whole concept of like the liminal space between life and death and like undeath. I find that like really fascinating and I'm sort oh, of wow. Have, like, like we're a like weird going th- there. Yeah. 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 So all that shit I do really like. Um, I don't like when people say spoopy. <laughs> um, like spooky. Oh, spoopy. <laughs> yeah. Like with a P. Is, that's <laughs> no, a I don't thing like about the season like that, that like, really bums me out. Um, and <laughs> And I know that I could just mute the term like on social media, but like I want to know who's saying it because I want to just like I want to just tag them in my mind as a person that says that. But it gives um, you like a cringe. Yeah, I just I'm not into. Oh, and our our friend, our mutual friend Rachel, yeah. gave gave me and Andrea last year these like it's a wine holder, but it's two skeleton hands like in this <gasps> formation, and you just okay. slip the bottle in there. It's really cool. So I I like that kind of shit, which is like I think probably like much cheesier than uh, I think it's probably cooler to dress your family up like the Incredibles than to um, be two adults without children who have like a really decked out yard. But I will say people I see people stopping and like taking pictures of our yard and like I've had people say That's like nice. oh like the zombie hands yard and stuff. So you know we we have a little bit of like. Of a little social well, cachet, a little cred, a little cred. You know, you know. Okay, I think so because I get like this with Christmas, so I mm-hmm. do get it. Like, I don't have kids, but like, I love decorating my house. I I buy like, what did I just buy off of like a Goodwill? No, off of like an activity scene. No, no, I have not gotten that far um, into into. Uh, live live scenes of I Dan does draw the line somewhere. Um you pay actors for the entire month of December <laughs> to sit I on your actually, lawn. I play them all and I dress <laughs> up. I'm like I'm not really into costumes, but then I play the entire nativity scene. Um I bought like a bunch of like uh Moser glass like Christmas trees to like put oh, on my shoot. like just the, but it's like the same vibe as you treat Halloween, which is like just 
I like the decor. I love like the vibe. It's just two mm-hmm. different holidays for you and I. Totally. But uh, for me, it's like I would rather buy Christmas decor because I have such limited storage. So like I always yeah. say like when I am like when I'm like wealth, I will know that I have made it. I will know that I am wealthy when I can have like multiple boxes of different seasonal decor like when people are like these are the pillows I take out for my couch in the summer and I don't use these pillows in the winter I use other pillows I'm like oh my god when did you win the lottery like yeah that's another it's like a whole other lifestyle a thousand p so I can commit to like one holiday having my storage boxes and for me it's Christmas it sounds like for you it's Halloween but that actually does well no because I know the answer you have a basement so you have actual places to store this stuff yeah, we do. We have a basement. So like we have like a, a few boxes full of like, you know, skeletons and skulls and and stuff like that. Although, you know, I, I think that like the nice thing about being a Christmas head is that mm. the season feels a lot longer. Like the thing about Halloween is like, you know, you put stuff up in October and then you take it down. But small details are big surfaces. Tight corners or odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. I was going to ask, what what's your calendar? What's your um, Halloween calendar? Because some people are like August 1st, and I'm like, okay. But then I realized on October 1st, if not for Halloween, my tree would be up, you know? So I, <laughs> who, who am I to judge? Who are you to judge? Yeah, I mean, uh, this year we did it in sept- on September 1st because we were going to be away for October, and I want to, like, enjoy it. But generally, October um, – And then what I did was I kept the zombie hands up and I would like, uh, I got 10 little tiny Santa hats, not that tiny because the zombie hands are actually like pretty big. And I put a Santa hat on each finger and then- So cute. Yeah. And then I did, I think, and oh, and I put a Santa hat. We kept the skeleton, but put a Santa hat on him and on the skull he was wearing. And then I think I also did something for like Valentine's Day. I, I got a bit, when the pandemic started, I made a big- thing of Purell out of cardboard, like a, <laughs> sure. and I put it oh, in like his a hand. decor Purell. Oh, yeah. that's fun. So I, so topical. for a while, yeah, very topical. So for a while I would just keep the Halloween thing, but I would just sort of like zhuzh it for like different holidays. And then that started to feel like a lot. So I, I stopped. <laughs> well, you know what? First of all, in the beginning uh, in that year, in 2020, those first like eight months before we even knew a vaccination was was going to be available Mm -hmm. when it really seemed endless. I get it. Like I really did. I have, I have friends who, um, are so, and like no Christmas before Thanksgiving, like really steadfast rule. And on November 1st, they were like, whatever, like we'll put up the tree. Like we, it's like, we need some joy. We'll do it. But I really like when you can get multi function. I like when people like commit to turning their, Halloween decor into like Christmassy 
or sort of like winter holiday themed. It's fun. Some people hate it. I'm not one of those people. I like it. Um, What I don't like, like a big pet peeve, is like in March, if you're Christmas decor, like there was like a big um, couple of neighborhoods down from us. We were like driving through in March 2021 and they still had like Santa and reindeer on the roof. And I was like so offended by that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, When it's over, it's over. Okay. We got to put it away. But there's also um, someone in our neighborhood who keeps their tree up. It's obviously an an artificial tree all year round. And then just completely every month is like a different holiday. So it's like a Valentine's day tree, St. Patrick's day tree. And I'm like, if you have enough stuff for that, then more power to you because I I think that's fun. Yeah, that is fun. It's, I can't do it because I don't have room, but it's fun. Right. To think it's a about. weird like allocation of resources. Like, cause I feel like if you have the money <laughs> and the room for that, I feel like I can, I want to help you come up with some different uses for them. However, um, <laughs> that is cute. That's fun. That's nice. That's nice. Let people have nice things. That's fine. exactly. Let people have nice things. I, um, and also, Have you noticed, and I don't know if this is like just an LA thing, but I feel like I've seen it more than ever, is the the life-size skeletons are everywhere this year. Uh, Yeah, I want to hear about this because I've seen them online and I'm not going to lie, I would totally i mean they're very expensive and they it's yeah. funny because they get they are marked up on ebay by like you can they're like thousands of dollars but i've never seen one in real life but i do know that they're kind of sweeping the nation so like so you've seen them around in like irl caroline they are sweeping los angeles they are wow. sle- sweeping la so there are a few there are a few there are some that are like three feet and those i feel like great like you know sitting outside someone's uh, mailbox or like on someone's stoop yeah fun yeah. but then there is one and home depot sells it and i'm almost positive my friend matt bought it because i saw an instagram story that said my said so there is a 12 foot a 12 foot yeah skeleton and it's like how how can you tell your neighbors that you have a lot of money without being like and it's like okay we bought a 12 foot skeleton and not only do we have a house that it will work with from a sense of like it would take over my entire house like sure. 12 feet is like a, a good percentage of the room that i have here it's like but, yeah it's really big that's a lot of feet it's a lot of feet it's 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 like think of all your favorite basketball stars and this is five feet taller. Yeah. It's like me on the shoulders of your favorite basketball player. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm looking up how much Home Depot is charging. I want to say it was way over a hundred dollars, but. Oh yeah. No, it's, it's like, it's like three something I want to say. Oh my gosh. You're right. It's, it's three hundred dollars, and it's out of stock. And it's out of stock. It's out of stock everywhere. You can get them. I I was looking around on eBay for them just because I was curious, like how marked up they were, and tr- and really and truly, like they're going for like over a thousand dollars. Like what? I don't. It's the kind of thing where like a twelve foot skeleton sounds really fun, and if and if it was like fifty bucks, you goddamn bet I would have one. But like, you know. Uh, it's like let's I wish you would step back from that ledge my friend like that's the kind of like impulse purchase that I'm like have we thought about this have we thought about this have we thought it through the thing is if I like do I have $300 I do am I spending it on a 12-foot skeleton no like no that and that I think is that's how you 
that's, and we should replace like middle class and like working class and like wealthy with like the 12 foot skeleton <laughs> scale. Yeah. That's- but also I guess, but Sal, you have to admit you definitely have spent a lot of money on things that some other people wouldn't understand. No, that's true. I mean, I talked about you specifically. Um, <laughs> I specifically, me, Sally, tomorrow, uh, much to my shame and embarrassment, and like texting you feverishly after being like, "Is it okay that I talked about a seven hundred dollar litter box?" Sure, right. But also, we yeah. do have cats. Like, like it's not like we bought one and didn't have cats, which would be weird. Right. I mean, that would be very strange, and I would ask you to take that episode down if that were the case. But um, <laughs> but yeah, no. I mean, like, I'm not here to shame people for their purchases. People should like buy whatever they want and need and whatever makes them happy and spend however much money they have on whatever they want. And I think that you're right that when someone has a 12 foot skeleton, it it tells you a thing. It says something. It tells you something. Look, a lot of, a lot of what I'm saying is coming from a place of jealousy and I'll just be honest about that. But like, uh, Target has one for $40. It's 60 inches, which I think if I do math correctly is five feet, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I only um, know that so quickly, not because I'm a math head, but because that's uh, almost my height. Yes. I mean, five feet for, for how much? 50? 40. 40. That is um, the max price I would pay. And I think if for $40, I would want five feet of skeleton. That's right. I think that's and right. And that feels correct. But a little $300. Less than a dollar and also, if you can get a $300... 12-foot skeleton, it sounds like it's so popular to steal. I mean, I'm sure the people at the Skeleton Factory were not prepared for the uptick in um, in in skeleton heads, literally. Uh, but at the same time, are we now playing the game of price gouging a 12-foot skeleton we on are, eBay? Because- As I'm sure we are. Look, wait. Oh, wait, shit. Did I just... Um, no, okay, I'm I'm gonna look it up too. I You're gonna look. I'm gonna, okay, I'm gonna see it right now, I'm, and I'm gonna be mad about it. Twelve foot skeleton. I'm not paying more than three hundred. I think we have to be reasonable about the way that we all contribute to the supply and demand of the twelve foot skeleton. I think we all, as a society, have to say three hundred dollars is the top. You can buy it up and try to sell it on eBay, but we will not be buying it for a penny more than the $2.99 price tag at Home Depot. But one person says, yeah, I'll spend, and especially in LA, you know people here have like weird money, like weird, you know, film industry money. And I don't want to hear about, you know, oh, I couldn't find it. Like, yeah, okay, $8.99, $5.35, $5.99, $3.99 for the eight-foot one, um, $6.20. And all of them are in boxes. Yeah. I, I So that's in, horrible on, to me. On September 5th, I'm just looking at my Twitter history. I tweeted about having seen a $1,300 one on eBay. Ugh. And, you know, I agree. Like, we all have responsibility to – you shouldn't price gouge and you shouldn't participate in it. Like you shouldn't buy stuff from people who are, who are price gouging because you're right. All it takes is like one person. Um, and I just think like $40 for 50 or yeah, $40 for 60 inches for five Mm -hmm. feet is like about right. Which means that Mm -hmm. if you're paying $300, that skeleton should be like about 300 feet tall. It should be like about 200 feet tall should be able to do some admin work for you. That, that skeleton that should be able to like toast you bread. Like mm-hmm. that skeleton should also be like a blender. I don't know. I don't 
I mean, but again, but again, what I bought the a balsam hill Christmas tree this year, which is those look you awesome. Know, those are the ones that are fake but look real, right? Yeah, and they're really expensive. And it's like you can also just buy like a non-expensive. But, uh, but, but you can also just buy a non-expensive Christmas tree. But I was like, no, I have to have the Rolls Royce of fake Christmas trees. So who am I to say that a twelve-foot skeleton? Yeah, but I've fair. never seen a supply and demand issue with the Balsam Hill Christmas trees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely think that like the pandemic and people being a home, like in the same way that you know people who usually don't put up their tree until like December and are doing it in November, I think it's probably the same yeah. thing with the Halloween stuff where people are like, I mean, I, we need some sort of novelty. I hope. I wonder if next year. Okay, here's a question before we end our episode. Mm-hmm. How many years? before how many halloweens do we have left before we lose before the heat death of the universe yeah but well, that but before we before we um lose the joy of the 12 foot skeleton and then we have people who are offloading them for you know nothing yeah it's just like you go to goodwill and there's like a torso and then like yeah down yeah, the yeah, yeah 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 exactly um, Halloween of what year do you think? Uh, I would say, I would say like, let's see, it's, I'm looking at my clock to see if it's 2022 and it is. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to say, I'm going to say that 2024 is going to be the last major 12 foot skeleton season. And mm. We're just going to go – I think people are going to go back to not needing novelty through gigantic home decorations anymore. Okay. That's and my do you prediction. think – I like that prediction. And you're technically Gen X, right? Yeah. I think I'm like um, – There's like a micro – Someone like invented a, gen, a micro generation <laughs> that I'm technically – It's called like <laughs> – It's called like Xennial. Oh yeah, you're a zenial. That's a zenial. That's how you say it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so no, so, I don't know. Now that I'm thinking about that, I just made no. It. I think well, that's right. I said but, it with so confidence. I'm either like I'm either like a young Gen X or I'm the zenial uh, X okay. whatever that is. So you're at the either you're at the top of one or the bottom of the other, and sure. I th- I feel like perhaps like I don't know. I mean, mo- millennials don't own. You know though. You know, I'm just thinking this through in real time. We don't yeah. own houses. I mean, you do. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that's because you're, you're Gen X. So it makes sense. Because I'm Gen X. So you get, uh, you just, they issue you a house. <laughs> they issue you a house. So I don't own a house and I might never, but maybe it actually increases. Maybe the, the decor demand for a generation that doesn't own houses increases because it's like we own all the we own everything you could possibly put in and outside of a house we just don't own the house it's that's so interesting yeah that's just a guess so maybe we get more 12 foot skeletons and it's like you think i'm rich but i don't own this house i just own these skeletons i just own the skeletons that's a really good again i do think that like we should start measuring wealth in skeletons but that's a topic (laughs) for another podcast no i i like that and i think that we should keep our eye on this and we should track this and see where we are in like a year and two years i think we should too and i would love to know if you can find 
if if someone really bought okay you know how like the day after christmas the day after halloween the day after easter the day after valentine's day everything goes like 90 percent markdown as if yeah. this same holiday wasn't happening in a year from now and you wouldn't need the same stuff. I mean, the best time to buy decor is the day after the holiday that you are shopping for. Right. Um, so I'm wondering if someone bought a 12-foot skeleton for $2.99 at Home Depot for a quick flip and could not wait uh, another 11 months or 10 and a half months to recoup that money, mm-hmm. uh, is... On November 1st, is it going to be easier and cheaper to get your 12-foot skeletons? And that's what we should initially watch because that's we'll want to bring the good deals to the people. And and I just do I just wonder if it's gonna be like Balsam Hill does like their biggest sale mm-hmm. of the year on like December 26th. You know? Uh and I think if you think in terms of like well, if I had a Christmas tree this year, it is very likely I will have one next year. So mm-hmm. that's a great time to go shopping. Uh, I wonder if the same can be said for the big skeleton. And are you we willing to take that journey with me to to keep an eye on it? Not only am I willing, it's <laughs> it's it's all I want to do. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Let's look on November 1st and see if we can find some deals on a 12-foot skeleton. And if you did not get your 12-foot skeleton this year, don't worry. It, we could get you, we could find you a very good deal on November 1st, or at least we'll know if we could. And next year will be your year. And won't it be fun to not only have a 12 foot skeleton, but to be able to say, I didn't even pay $2.99 for it. And I definitely didn't pay a thousand dollars for it on Which eBay. You're legally required to do if you, you get have to say for either yeah. like a huge <laughs> discount. If you get something for a huge discount, you're legally required to tell people where you bought it and how much it was and how as much. soon as they mm-hmm. remark on it. Yeah, that's just that's just law. I have never not screamed the price of something that I bought when someone's like, oh, I like that. And I'm like, yeah. Never, <laughs> never not once. <laughs> never not once. Okay, I'm really excited that we're going to now have the skeleton report. <laughs> um, skeleton watch. Coming up. But I'm also happy to hear that you... Um, have turned a corner, maybe, maybe not on trick or treating, but you understand trick or treating from the perspective of someone else. You're not trying to yuck someone's trick or treating. No, no, I, I'm against trick or treating for myself, but I think that other people should absolutely have a great time with it. I like, I like that. That's, that's the kind of radical wokeness that the right is scared of, you know, this is the future liberals want. I am yeah. <laughs> I am part of the woke mob, as you know. And and by the way, like we love we give out candy on Halloween at our house now. Oh, and it's the so best. Cute. Like there's the, nothing the little- better than being an adult in charge of the candy. And yeah. I love saying, take as much as you want. That's a, Caroline, that's what I do too. And like you see other people being like, take one. I'm like, why? Like I'm like, take the whole bowl. Take Come into my house. You want, you want anything else? And I know it's Halloween. Yeah. Come in. Take anything you want. Yeah, I feel the same way. And I love seeing the little kids in the little costumes. I love seeing like a little baby dressed up as like a flower. You know what I mean? With like oh. a headband. You know, yes. like it's just like it's it's in the stroller and affirming. the parents are yes. so excited. And it's yes. like this baby doesn't even know they're there. hundred percent. I do love that. That 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 part of parenting when the kid when it's like it's the kids first Halloween and like you could definitely easily skip it. But you're like you're so excited about it. Totally. Like I love that, and I know. I, and that's I think so and cute. that 
I love that. And I love the parents dressing up. The only problem I used to have with the candy thing was I used to do like take as much as you want. But when I lived in Brooklyn and we would we would sit out on the stoop and hand Mm -hmm. out candy. But like that candy goes fast. Like you could be done with like nine, ten bags of candy in like 20 minutes. That's true. I mean, that that's sort of like the argument about not saying take as much as you want. Um, Yeah. But if you're in a suburban like house. Prepare. Yeah, I I just I'm into it. I like there's something about Halloween where I just feel like the kids should be able to get their whole little fist in there and whatever they can take out, they can keep is, is kind of how I feel about it. I also do recognize that the, the, uh, you know, like a big bag of candy probably costs like $14 at this point. So it's like, you know, if you want, if you want it to last the night, then I totally get doing the like, please take one or two. But for me, if like my first trick or treater comes and wants the whole bowl, then like that's the end of my night also. That Listen, if, like, right. Turn off that's the that's how I feel. Turn off the light, go inside, watch TV. You, you, totally. you handed out candy. A and lot before, of candy to one child. A lot of candy. I know I did it. They, I, I provided one great Halloween for one. Child. Exactly. And what else could you want from me? I do have one decor um, request that I'd love to see um, you perhaps execute before we head out from this show i would like you to print out your essay um against trick-or-treating i would like you to do that thing where you like crumple it up and dip it in tea so it looks like an old (laughs) so it looks like an old like a scroll Mm -hmm. from the middle ages yeah yep and i'd like you to find like a a cheap like black frame and i want you to hang it up every year around halloween i want that to be i oh my god i wish See, the thing is, if if I had been in seventh grade at a time of like computers and stuff like that, I totally, I would have it. And oh, right. I, I, you were you know writing I mean? with a, like, with a yeah, scroll and a I rock. I was writing with a, a feather and a, and a quill. <laughs> That's um, right. So it's, it's like it's lost to the ages. Otherwise, I would absolutely do that. I think you could actually, like, just because I really want to see it, I think you could probably just do a mock, a mock up of like the title. Because you know you wrote it. It's yep. not a lie. Just Mm-mm. do the title by Sally Tamarkin on an 8 by 11 dip it in tea, make it look like the days of yore, sure. frame that, and I think that would be good decor. That's great. I love that idea, and I'm going to do it. Good. Done and done. I, I think you should actually get in your car now, drive back to the back East to, Coast, sure. cut the trip short. Sorry. Um, Sorry, honey. We're, we're turning around. <laughs> we have to dip some paper in tea. You I know what? A good partner things. wouldn't even ask questions. Okay, she wouldn't, She'd be already loading the car. Yeah. She'd be like, the Yeti cooler is ready. Is the ready Yeti is ready. We're heading out. Is ready. Um, I'm doing tea in the collapsible kettle. I love it. So uh, does this mean that the next uh, the next time we record, are we going to be IRL or is that in two weeks from now? Um, I think it's I think soon, whatever it is. is it? It's not next week. It's the next week. Is that right? The 20th? I think it's the 25th, right? Yes, you are right. That's exciting. And that mm-hmm. is going God, to be... A blast. And even if we can't record IRL, we're still going to hang and I'm still going to have you drink coffee out of the Yeti tumbler. Yeah, we're still so. going to hang. I totally... We got plans. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm very excited for that. Amazing. Well, welcome to the West Coast, land of soft water and 12-foot skeletons. We're happy mm-hmm. to have you. And uh, please, like... Okay, A, soft water heads, hard water heads, get into the Facebook group. Tell us all about it. Want to hear about your best Halloween costume, worst Halloween costume, itchiest Halloween costume, your approach to candy on Halloween, 
if you are against trick-or-treating like Sally Tamarkin, um, we want to hear it all. And if you're looking for a skeleton, mark calendar, November 1st, we are going to be 1st. on the case. Okay. So hang on to your bones. Um, we will take care of you as always. And we will see you next time for another episode. Bye. You just listened to another episode of G Thanks Just Bought It, edited and mixed by Veronica Gruba and produced and hosted by me, Caroline Moss. In between episodes, you can always head to the G Thanks Instagram at G Thanks Just Bought It Pod and the G Thanks Facebook group to get and give life changing recommendations of your own. Subscribe to our weekly sale and discount emails at gthanks.substack.com. It's free. And you can reach me at caroline at gthanksjustboughtit.com or leave me a message at 424-245-0736 with a product recommendation and you may be featured on an upcoming episode. GThanks is powered by subscribers like you. To keep all of our GThanks content free and accessible to all, consider making a monthly donation of $2 to keep us going at patreon.com slash GThanks and friends.